Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Game Rivals. It's two for two in a short period if you've been listening to us, because we just recently released our bonus episode about the Xbox Showcase. But we're back for a regular episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, John Templer. As always, I am joined by the amazing Maximilian X. How are you doing, Max? Uh, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been uh, it's been a busy week for me, as you know. Um, but uh, yeah, doing some stuff that some awesome stuff that we're really glad to show you. Um, I think I've already brought it up a few times, but. I just finished The Last of Us Part 2. Happy days. uh, That means that we can finally do a spoiler cast, and we're going to do something very special for that. So if you want to listen to it, don't forget to subscribe to Game Rivals. Share it with your friends on whatever podcasting uh, feed that they're listening to, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, or wherever they're listening to. Just share it with them and let them know that there's a cool spoiler cast coming for the last of us part two i think it's going to be a pretty controversial one we haven't recorded it yet but i can say already based on the person we've invited over that it's going to be heated to put it that way because it's going to be interesting at the very least because i got some stuff to say about the game too (laughs) I, i think it's going to be uh yeah just stick around. I, I'm curious as well as to see how it's going to go because I have no idea how it's going to go. But uh, stick around. But until then, let's jump into the news and see what's been happening over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, there was just, uh, so as you probably know, this past week has been Comic Con at home, which I didn't even know that they were going to do that until I think a week before. And then I heard, yeah, Comic-Con is still happening, but they're doing it from at home. And I'm like, wait, what? That's going to be really interesting. But yeah, a whole bunch of stuff got announced. There were a whole bunch of panels. Um, not a lot of game-related stuff. Um, so these are just game-related news articles that we were able to find over the past uh, week or so. Um, the thing that I want to start it off with, because it happened uh, right after... Uh, well, not right after, but soon after we recorded uh, our our latest episode, was there was a Nintendo Direct Mini, which uh, was a partner showcase that lasted eight minutes. <laughs> and if it was, and to be fair, if it wasn't for the one thing that I predicted to myself that was going to happen, um, it would have been a complete dud. Because they didn't show a lot of interesting stuff um, in those eight minutes. Um, they showed that there's DLC coming for Cadence of Hyrule, and I will not be saying the full title. Um, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> nah, yeah, funny. Um, but there's DLC coming out for it that's pretty extensive, which is actually impressive, considering the fact that Cadence of Hyrule came out last year. Um, but there's a season pass coming to Cadence of Hyrule, and it consists out of three parts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so pack one, which is now available, uh, includes five additional characters. So you can play as Impa. Um, you can play as uh, Naginata. Oh, sorry, she uses a Naginata. You can play as Arya, or you can play as uh, Sh- Shadow Link or Shadow Zelda. 
The second pack is a melody pack which introduces 39 new songs to the game. And the third pack is a story uh, DLC called Symphony of the Mask where you play as Skull Kid in a new map with new story and new songs. So that's cool. The whole thing costs 15 bucks. Um, and if you buy it, you also get extra skins for Zelda and Link. So that's how they started off the Direct Mini. So, you know, you'd think it would go up, but then it just all kind of bottomed out. Because after that, they showed like this really long and just really cringy um, trailer for WWE Battlegrounds. If you're a wrestling fan, more power to you. Um, I'm not really. I mean, I was when I was a kid, but who cares? Um, they showed off. No, I think they showed off one more game, but I don't remember. I think they showed off a couple of more games. Ah, yeah, right. They showed off Rogue Company, which is now available on Switch, um, the Founders Edition. So it is a free-to-play game, but the free version is not available yet. Um, it supports cross-platform play and cross-save. So you can start your game on your Switch and continue your save on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One or PC. That's um, nice. Because it... Because it uses the Epic uh, account system, so that's how they're doing that, um, which is cool. Uh, not a lot of games do that, and the ones that do, uh, the ones that do, do only cross-platform play, not cross-save. So it doing cross-platform and cross-save is like a really cool thing. Um, I think they showed off one more game, but I honestly can't remember what um, before they went into showing off a remaster of a Shimagami Tensei game that people have lauded for as one of the best of the series, which is the third in line, Shimagami Tensei 3 Nocturne, which was a PlayStation 2 game. So this actually gives me the chance to finally play, pick up that game and play um, because I've been interested in playing the game, but, you know, it's a PlayStation 2 game. That means I'd have to hunt down a PlayStation 2 that works and find Nocturne. And Can't you find those lying around for dirt cheap, a PS2? Well, PS2, sure, but Nocturne is a different story because that was not a game that was really... They, they didn't make a lot of copies, as I remember. Okay. Um, yeah, so they showed that, and then they showed what I knew that they were going to have to show in this uh, Direct. is Shin Megami Tensei Five. We finally got some in-game uh, cutscenes, no gameplay yet, but that's because both that and uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne are coming out next year. With Nocturne coming out the spring of next year and Shin Megami Tensei 5 coming out sometime in 2021. So, yeah, suffice to say it, it was kind of dull. That's a first I mean, time Nintendo Direct. It is. A lot of people were really disappointed, but I I wasn't that disappointed. More, well, if you're going to do something and it's only third parties and it's only eight minutes, what can you possibly show that's interesting enough in eight minutes? To be fair, the Japanese version was 12 minutes long and had more games in it, but one of them was a visual novel aimed at women. The other one was an Atelier game, which, well... Unless you're a fan of the Atelier games, you don't care. And one was an interesting action RPG. I forgot the name of it. 
and I kind of wish they showed that as well, but I don't think this one is getting localized, so that's kind of unfortunate. As of the rest, they pretty much show the same things that they showed in the Western uh, Direct Mini. So, yeah. So that was the Nintendo Direct Mini. Um, they said that they're going to do more partner showcases in the future. Hopefully we'll get more better content. Um, but yeah, even Nintendo has been hit by the coronavirus uh, pandemic. And they recently, uh, during their last investor meeting, said that there might be some games that get delayed because of this. So, Which is odd because previously they said, oh no, everything's on schedule. Um, that also probably means that we might not even see Breath of the Wild Part 2 this year, but that was something that I was already fearing. Uh, I still have hopes for it, but I, I'm afraid not. Yeah, same here. Um, so that was the Direct Mini. Um, what else have, What else did, is also going on? Yeah, so remember the, I mean, of course you remember because we just recently did the <laughs> Xbox thing. Yes. So during that, they said that they were going to show off the multiplayer in a later at a later date, and oh, apparently people and apparently people misconstrued that as oh multiplayer is delayed. I don't understand how that happens because it's normal when a developer says we'll be showing this more later in the coming months because that's what they always say during E three. So yeah. I don't I don't understand how people interpret that as oh the halo multiplayer has been delayed because if there's one thing that's never going to be delayed it's probably halo multiplayer well you say that but they kind of did that for the master chief collection kind of is, is different yeah but i think people are still kind of hurt and they that memory is still fresh in their minds that because the master chief collection got released in quotes but it was all in like chunks. Yeah. So I think people are still remembering that and they're like, oh no, they're not going to do that same stuff again. So Microsoft had to, or 343 Studios had to come out and say, chillax guys, multiplayer is coming day and date. You don't have to worry about that stuff. So yeah, that was weird. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I don't get how people come to these conclusions but uh, as i was saying to you before man uh, uh, we gamers tend to be pretty mm, entitled easily so, entitled i would use a different term but i'm not gonna use that term right now here <laughs> stir up a lot of controversy by using that word but it's not a bad yeah, word but I mean, it's. I mean, I. I kind of get it, but at the same time, I feel that as as a fellow gamer, we should be more aware of how development works, which is why I always love it when I see like developer interviews or documentaries about how a game is being made and stuff like that. And I mean, you're a fan of No Clip, oh, I love so no you Clip. get to you. You know, they do docu documentaries about how games are made. Yeah. If more people watch stuff like that, I think they would tone down considerably about their about being so 
you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. I uh, I think people don't realize how how much effort, time, and money goes into uh, making a game. And if there's right. something we've seen over the last few months, because it's a topic we co- covered multiple times, like crunch and the way developers are treated, and it differs per part around the world. Because in the Netherlands, I think is a lot less because there are just better laws here that protect employees. So by law, uh, it is a better working environment. Um, but I think it was, I don't know which game it is. We, we talked about that QA testers were treated like really poorly. They had to park somewhere completely else. They had to walk a huge difference to, from to get to the studio. If there was a party at the studio, they wouldn't get any food or they were last in line to eat the scraps, stuff like that. So um, that just shows that, I mean, we're not there yet. And mm. it's only confirmed with all the stuff that's happening right now in gaming with all the harassment that's going around um i'm sad that it happens in an industry as games because we're still a pretty young industry to say that we're not around as long as film is for example or music so we're a pretty young industry and it was to expect that these things happen it's just that you know i've I've said it multiple times gaming brings people together that's the, the idea of our community um and we should treat everybody good and we should show more appreciation to the people that make the game. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, don't worry, Halo fans. Your multiplayer is coming day and date. Um, to Game Pass as well. Also to Game Pass or, you know, get your Game Pass subscription ready. And I've said it before. Game Pass, honestly, best thing they showed off. We're not being sponsored by Microsoft or any way to promote Game Pass. It's just an amazing No. It, it's, Though I wouldn't mind, and, but... But, no, but not a lot of people are talking about it. Honestly, if you look at if you look at articles, like most of the stuff was talking about, oh, this game looks good, or it looks current-gen, or blah, another C- thing. I cinematic trailer. Game Pass like, is being, like, it's, it's the best thing out of that entire event. It's like people do not understand value, and that is ridiculous value. Yep. So, I don't know. People are weird. <laughs> no, ge- like, in general, people are weird, but, like, when it comes to stuff like this, people are weird. Game Pass. I kind of wish Nintendo or Sony did stuff like that. I I, on- I said it in the bonus episode, and I'm, I'm going to say it now. I honestly hope Sony's going to come up with either a supplemental tier for PlayStation Plus or for PlayStation Now or, you know, make it easier. Just weave PlayStation Now into PlayStation Plus and add all the uh, add all these <laughs> games to it. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Right? right? It is to me. I don't, I don't know about other people. It is to me. Like, uh, let's be honest. At the end of the day, I mean, you can, you ha- you can have the best vision the most positive message, blah, blah, blah. You could shoot rainbows out of a place where the sun doesn't shine. But at the end of the day, it's all about money. It's, simple, yeah. it's plain and simple. It's all about money. I mean, we can we can sugarcoat it as much as we want. We can package it in a, in a nice box with a big bow tie on it. But it's all about money. And Game Pass brings in a ton of money. So it's a no-brainer to not do this for Sony and Nintendo. I mean... The only thing I can imagine which would cause issues is maybe rights or that developers are not happy with the compensation that they're giving. But, I mean, I, 
I, I got a glimpse of how it works for the Game Pass part because um, we talked about Astroneer a while back. And yeah. um, I listened to a no-clip podcast around Astroneer, and there they explain how Game Pass works for a bit because um, what the developers for uh, Astroneer are seeing is, is they released Astroneer on Game Pass and they saw an immediate uh, increase in players. But it's not that those players stick around for a long time. So it's like unique players, but they, they just come in and then after a while just they go away. They're not like staying on for the long run. And to offset that, Microsoft basically says, here's a big bag of money. We're going to give it to you. And that's it. And it is and it is probably, from what I understand, a nice compensation you get for it. And they say like, hey, but we also will promote your game and a lot of people will be able to play your game and hopefully they'll buy your game from that or, you know, they will buy your next game. So in a way, it's also free publicity on a huge scale mm-hmm. for a developer. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, because I played Astroneer. That's, that, that stuff is awesome. I'm, all, I'm honestly tempted to, to buy it on Steam so that I can play it on GeForce Now because it is available on GeForce Now. It's just not compatible with the Windows uh, Windows Store. Mm, I have the version which, of Steam, which, so if you which, honest, which which honestly makes sense because of the Windows Store. Mm. Yeah, they need to work on that. Yeah, that's the only thing that's not really. They seriously need to work on that. It doesn't fit into the whole cross-play philosophy that Microsoft has been championing over these last few months. No, from the tech. No, I'm talking about from a technical standpoint. That stuff does not work as it's supposed to. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, remember my my misadventures with trying to get uh, Fantasy Star Online to install. Oh, you Ish. told me. Oh, yes, yeah. I remember. Oh, and then I realized Fantasy Star Online is technically not available in Europe. <laughs> oh my god! So the only way I'd be able to play is through the US servers, which is not something I'm willing to tempt. Mostly because that it would probably mean that my ping would be so bad that I would probably not be able to play the game anyway. So, you know. But hey, they announced a new uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 during, uh, during the showcase. So, there's that. Which, by the way, that same Fantasy Star Online 2 has a cloud version on Switch in Japan. And I'm still curious why that's not coming out in the West. I don't know. It's a cloud version, so it's being streamed to your Switch. Which is ridiculously awesome, but stuff like that doesn't happen here. I don't know why. I kind of feel like... I honestly feel like I I, I wish we had a contact in Nintendo of Europe just so that we could ask stuff like this. But yeah. I also would like to have contacts at, you know, Microsoft Europe and Sony Europe, just so that we can ask stuff like this. You know, like, why is PlayStation Plus getting so little games for the value that we'd normally pay where we used to get more games? I don't think they'll be open to answering those questions. Mm. Well, I'm throwing it out there. If anybody knows someone in any of these institutions, please ask them and at me at Maximilian or at game underscore rivals underscore because... Man, these are some questions that seriously need to be answered. At least in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, outside of that, 
Crisis. Remember that? I do. Remember the gamer tagline for Crisis? Can it run Christ? Oh, yeah. Can it run Crisis? The Switch can. Apparently. I mean, it runs better, apparently, than the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 version. So that's already a step up because those... (laughs) Because those ran really poorly. And I didn't even remember how poorly it ran until I saw the, the Digital Foundry video on it um, that they did for the Switch version. And they showed it next to next to each other. The foliage is toned way down on PlayStation 3, whereas they brought it back to the regular on Switch. On Switch! It has the same level of foliage as the original PC version of I don't understand crisis. that. I mean, the Switch is a mobile CPU. That's crazy, right? I know. I mean, the frame rate is not perfect, but then again, it wasn't perfect on PlayStation 3, but it's still better than it was on PlayStation 3. And there are some glitches here and there, and the UI is still weird. Like The change of the UI made absolutely no sense from PC to consoles, but whatever. Um but yeah, the game looks better and plays better than the previous generation is and that's all you want from a Switch version. Now granted, the other versions of the remastered have been delayed, so we don't know when how those are going to look like. Um because they didn't even give us a date when they delayed it. They just said those are delayed, but the Switch version is still coming out. So the Switch version is out. Um the rest isn't. The reviews are pretty much saying it's it runs on Switch. It's not a bad experience. You might see some technical issues here, but they did say that they're working on a patch for the Switch version to fix some of those things. So that's actually good. They're actually supporting the Switch version as well. So um, that's actually awesome. I'm almost tempted to get crisis even though i'm not a really big fan of the franchise um i played i played all three of them i think i finished all three of them can't remember but the first crisis really felt like a tech demo like oh look at this big expansive world and look how pretty our engine is and two and three were proper games the story just wasn't as impressive as you wanted it to be. Um, mm. It was fun, though. I mean, I, I I can't remember. Did I buy it or did I play it off of like a streaming service, like on uh, uh, EA Origin or something? I, I can't remember. I played all three of them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, by the third time, by the third one, they kind of nailed it for me. Uh, I liked the part they added the bow. You could sneak around in the foliage and then shoot them with your bow. Um, it was a nice game. It's just that I never, I was surprised that it got a sequel and then another sequel because I kind of thought like, yeah, this is basically it. This is just a big fancy tech demo, but you know, um, Crytek is basically doing nothing anymore. So who knows? They're still working on stuff, but I think they're working on a lot of free to play Asian market stuff. Yeah. I mean, the only reason why we're getting a crisis remastered to begin is basically because the way the original crisis was made it was made to it was made to be future proof but they bet on the wrong horse at least according to the digital foundry video that i watched cuz they said that the reason why there's a bottleneck is because um 
uh, Crytek thought that the future of gaming was going to be in CPU power. Oh, really? You're going to get more powerful CPUs, um, like single core CPUs. Oh. But instead, everything went to the graphics card. Okay. I would have expected them to bet on SLI or something like that. Yeah, but that's basically where the bottleneck lies in the original game. That's why that whole line of can, can it run crisis, that's where it comes from. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never had any issues so, when I ran it on my So PC. them basically remaking the game in their latest CryEngine is to s- subvert from that and may bring it to the 21st century. Nice. Which is kind of funny since, you know, crisis was made in the 21st century. I didn't want to say it, but uh, he said it. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, by the way, a funny, I see two funny articles pop up just now, mm-hmm. um, which kind of paints a different picture. Um, do you remember the game Crossfire X that they showed at the Xbox game showcase? Yep. X. X. <laughs> well, X. that Crossfire X game was apparently the footage we saw was not coming off of a Series X, but on a PC. Yeah, but the same thing was also for Halo Infinite. I don't know if Halo Infinite was running on a PC, but... Oh, no, they, they confirmed that. Ah, okay. Well, Crossfire X was also running on a PC, whereas the idea yeah, but was, it was a PC dev, but it was a PC dev kit for the Xbox X. Okay. And the other thing is, which is a little bit of a sad thing, is um, that um, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey has two characters, Cassandra and Alex- Alexios. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the team behind Odyssey wanted Cassandra to be the only character, but because of the oh, yeah. creative chief yeah. officer at Ubisoft at the time was pretty narrow-minded, he said, Women, female characters don't sell as well as male characters, so I want you to include a male character. And the same as was... For Assassin's Creed Origins, apparently you were going to play as Aya, who is the wife of Bayek, but they said, no, 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 no. He said, no, women, get protagonist, no good sell. We want men, strong men. So they toned down her role in the game, which is a real bummer because, and now it makes sense, I played as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Because and it feels way better, doesn't it? It felt, it felt, it felt, it felt natural. Better. Yeah, because her voice acting was 10 times better. Everything was just better. The whole Alexios character, it just felt off. He just, he didn't feel, and this explains it. Felt it. like forced in. Yeah, because yeah. her dialogue and her, and her uh, voice acting, so it just felt so natural. And with him, it felt out of character. It felt like, uh, this doesn't add up. This doesn't feel like he should be the one in this position right now so that kind of doesn't make sense i'm happy that i played the story as cassandra um but it makes sense so i'm a bit surprised that a company as ubisoft would cave bow down to such things i mean if if a uh, tomb raider wasn't example enough that female protagonists work horizons honestly, honestly i think that if if it came out around the time of tomb raider's heyday they wouldn't be saying that because Tomb Raider sold like legit. I know, but like to be fair, school school ground rumors helped with that, you know, like with the nude code and stuff like that. But still, sold well, and the games were good. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, so I'm. A, it's a bit sad, but I hope that from now on that Ubisoft and other developers will also include female protagonists. 
mm-hmm. as a main character instead of a side character. Yep. Um, what else you got there? Uh, I saw some stuff about uh, Anthem that uh, internally they have a couple, they do ga- game jams and they now have two builds of uh, Anthem floating around. One is called Battlefield Anthem, which is probably a PvP mode. And they also have a build called BR Anthem, which is basically a Battle Royale version. Um, uh, there's no guarantee that it's going to be uh, in a final game. It's more like it came out of that game jam and the, in, they're playing it internally because it's apparently loads of fun. Um, there's also a, pi- a pirate javelin concept art and possibly a pirate javelin coming. Um, oh. They hope to be able to tell more about Anthem soon. Um but I think based on how silent they have been uh, and kind of the message they, they sent out that they will really go back to the drawing board and really focus on making a good game, I think this is not going to be like a free update or anything. I think this is going to be either like an expansion pack or maybe even a sequel and in which they kind of just start from scratch I think it'll be an expansion pack. I don't think it'll be a sequel. I think it'll be an expansion pack and they'll just charge people 30 bucks for it or something. Mm, I don't know if that's a good idea. Since and I don't think it's going to come out from that game entirely. Yeah, I mean, I picked it up for 18 bucks and I still haven't played it. <laughs> wow, 18 bucks. I think you paid 10 bucks too much, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I it, it has potential. It's just that I... The only the reason why I'm not playing it now is I'm ho- I, I thought no if they're gonna remake it I might as well just wait and then play it of the good version, but I think it's still gonna take like a minimum of a year before it comes out, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, there are two more things that I kind of wanted to bring up. Uh, video game related stuff that that that's that's been going around the news. So. Remember the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that came out earlier this year? I didn't watch it, but I know it came out. I did. It was actually not bad. Like, oh. you know, for a video game movie. Okay. Um, well, they announced a sequel a while back, and now we actually have a date. It's coming out in uh, April 2022. I, I don't remember the exact day. I think it was the 22nd or something. Um, but yeah, that one uh, That one is a go. Yeah. In less than two years, so there's that, and um, you know the actress Brie Larson. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that played uh, Captain America. Uh, Captain America. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Good grief! Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, she's apparently like an avid gamer. I heard that, but I didn't see a lot about it. But I heard that. Yeah, she has. She has. Uh, she's been playing Animal Crossing. She bought a separate um, switch so she could actually live stream Animal Crossing because she has a she had she had a switch light, but the problem with the switch light is it does not have TV out, and she wanted to capture footage, so she she bought a separate switch, a regular switch, so she could do capture on the on that. And since you can't, you know, transfer your village, she started a new village. Wow! Yeah, I that's mean, dedica- that's you- dedication. When you're Brie Larson, you have a gazillion piles of money. So what's another switch? Yeah, true. But she's also a very big fan of the Metroid series. And she would like to play 
Samus Aran in a Metroid movie. And honestly, I kind of agree. She'd fit the role. Uh, I think so. I don't know. Uh, by the way, I found her channel. She has 310k in subscribers, and she posted a video last week saying, finally showing you my Animal Crossing Island and a Q&A. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I, watched, I watched that one. It's, it's actually, it's nice. It's pretty cute. I'll uh, have to watch it. I'm curious. So, yeah, honestly, I would, like, if there was going to be a Metroid movie or a Metroid Prime movie, and she was going to be the lead in it, I'd say go for it, man. That would be awesome. Speaking of game movies, apparently they're, they either started production or they're really close on starting production on the Uncharted movie, finally. Finally? Yeah, Tom Holland is playing Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg is playing Sully. Whereas yeah. when they initially kicked it off, Mark Wahlberg was going to play uh, Nathan Drake. But now, yeah. because it's taken so long, he shifted over to the older Sully role and it's going to be like a young Nathan Drake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious to see. And yeah, we also know that there's a Last of Us series coming up, which is co-written by Neil Druckmann and the people from Chernobyl are behind it. So who knows? That might actually be something. Yeah. Well, let's see how it lasts with this uh, whole pandemic thing before we uh, start looking forward to an Uncharted movie. Um, um, I don't know if I mentioned yeah. it, but did I mention it? I think I, I mentioned know. it in the in the bonus episode that Sony is upping production on the PS5 output. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So oh, another thing I noticed is that in the source code on their website, there's something, there's an article that popped, popped up around it, is that people are restricted to reserving only one PS5 per household. I, I don't know. Did we talk about this? We talked about it, and then I said good because... Oh, yeah, the scalpers. Suck at scalpers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Seriously, suck at scalpers. Jeez Louise, man. They still scalp switches, you know? They're still scalping, like, consoles and stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, if you go on eBay, they, they're still scalping that stuff for, like, way over the asking price. That's just insane. That's insane, and it should be illegal. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard but, to prove. Yeah, that's... Well, yeah, that's... I don't know if... What do you mean it's hard to prove? You just go to eBay and you see the prices and you see the MSRP. The MSRP is 300 bucks. Yeah, but like... If you're selling you it prove, for more than that. How do you prove that that person is a scalper? Uh, check their sale history? I, I don't know. There's yeah. probably a way to... There's probably a way to smoke them out. Holy crap, it's still sold out. I'm looking at switches and mm -hmm. it's like... You can buy them for the regular MSRP, three twenty nine, but like, it's you can't find it anywhere to buy. Well, Netgame, for example, is a Dutch retailer. They don't have it. Oh, the Media Market, which is a huge retailer, they have it, of course. Mm -hmm. But ah, uh, uh, you can get them at a few places. But like when we checked the last time, it was a couple of weeks ago. It was just insane. You couldn't get yep. any of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Europe is a bit better off in that case. But yeah, if you go to the US, you're good luck there. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, they haven't done anything to address their situation. So, are you talking about the greatest country in the world? What do you mean, Japan? Oh, they have got that stuff on lockdown. 
They are they are good. They're golden. <laughs> It'd be strange if they don't have switches in Japan. I mean, they're basically oh, no, they're they're still having problems, but at least it, it's being alleviated by the fact that they're make they're finally able to make more. But uh, yeah, I mean, at least the 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 way, but the way Japan works when it comes to shortages shortages of consoles is that the the retailers will if they do get a shipment in, they do a lottery system. So you come in, you you get a lottery ticket, and if you're lucky, that lottery ticket will allow you to buy a system, and it's one per person. That's nice. Bit of a randomization there. Yeah. Plus, if you don't want to do that, you can always hit up a, a, a secondhand store there. And secondhand doesn't mean it's all battered and stuff because like, Japanese gamers take good care of their hardware. If you buy something there used, it just means that it's been used, not that it's banged up. Abused. Abused. Exactly. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. So anything else you want to cover? Uh, I think that's it. All right. Then stick around and we'll be right back with what we've been playing. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with what we've been playing. Sean Templar, what have you been playing? I've been playing a couple of things because I was in a bit of a dip and I didn't want to play anything. So I have been playing a few things. Um, let's see. I've been I've gone back to Astroneer because we talked about it a couple of times and I listened to a podcast. It's been a long time since I played Astroneer. So there's been a few big updates and they've uh, improved a lot on the game. Um, the last time I was stuck on a planet because I didn't know what to do and I needed a specific resource so this time I looked for a wiki and there's a pretty big and expansive wiki on Astroneer and how to find certain elements or how to create certain elements um, so I put a couple of hours in it and it's really nice it's also come a long way they've updated it with a lot of new features such as automation that you can automate a lot of stuff they've simplified a few things um, it still looks gorgeous. Uh, I just love the art style of it. Um, I'm close to finally building a rocket and getting off the planet. I just need some extra resources. Whereas with the last, you can one, get off the planet. Yeah, there are multiple planets. You need a rocket so you can get up every each planet. Um, yeah, oh, mind blower right there. That. Yeah, <laughs> same here. I found out. So I'm close to building a rocket, and then I can just get off the planet. Um, and there are like five or six planets you can go to, each having a different atmosphere and different layout and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I was finally able to build like a vehicle so I can cruise around. I built like a, a tractor, so I'm like my mini tractor, and I put on some wagons so I can put extra stuff on it and bring more resources with me, uh, which is really fun. Um, the only issue I still have with the game is that you can... Uh, you can change the, the the lay of the land, to put it that way, with the space vacuum cleaner you have. So you can either suck up stuff and create resource out of it, but you can also drill into stuff. And for yeah. some resources, you just need to go underground, such as uh, aluminum or aluminium or however you want to pronounce it. 
Um, so I had to drill a hole. I just randomly started drilling a hole. And I ended up in a cave with a lot of resources. I found glass and aluminum. So I can make a lot of stuff now. It's just that I wanted to make a tunnel that I can just drive into with my tractor and then load it up and then just drive out again. But like that part, just changing up the terrain and smoothing it out and stuff like that. That's, a bit challenging. That's still, I, and I tried it with a mouse because I think I tried it with a controller for five minutes, but with a controller, it's even hard, harder to play the game. But like with a mouse, it's even difficult. And, you know, you just, they need to figure something out for that. Or maybe it's just me and I'm super clumsy. But like, that's the only gripe I have with the game. If they fix that part, it's perfect. Hmm. I wonder how they do that. I wonder how they do like geometry in that game. I honestly don't know. Hmm. Something to look after. Um, so how? So yeah, were you? So you were not able to make that tunnel, were you? Uh, kind of, and then I fell into another tunnel, and then my character suffocated. <laughs> Something like that happened to me too. Yeah. When I first played, I was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm I found the mother load, and then oh wait, why am I? What what's happening to my air supply? No." Yeah, but you know the annoying thing is, is like I put a lot of those. Uh, I don't know what they're called anymore. Those tethers. Tethers. I put a lot of tethers, and I went underground, and I collected a lot of resources, and then mm. I went back, and I did that a couple of times. And eventually, I was like, "Yo, but this is just taking up too much time. I need to speed it up." So I thought, let me just build a tractor, ride down the freaking tunnel, load my tractor up, and ride back. But when you try to, I'll call it terraform. When you try to terraform the environment, because of smoothing out the surface, those tethers get disconnected, and then that whole line you connect uh, created all the way down doesn't work anymore. So when I was down and I thought, oh, I can hook up to a tether, but it didn't work because one of the stupid poles was disconnected, causing the whole chain not to work. And that's why my character suffocated. <laughs> and eventually I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'll try it another time. Yeah. So I played that. Um, I played Minecraft Dungeons through Game Pass. Um... I don't know how to feel about that game because a I'm not into Minecraft, so I, I, the style is funny. It kind of felt like Diablo, but then more at least for what I played, felt like Diablo for kids. And you I know, I think that I think that's what 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 they were going for. Yeah, and also uh, it, these games are meant to be played together, not alone. Mm -hmm. I play like an hour, and after hours, like. Me, I don't feel like it. So, you know, and that's my review on Minecraft Dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and... Um, oh, I completed my season in Motorsport Manager. So I, oh. became, uh, I became third in the Constructors' Championship and third and fourth in the Drivers' Championship. And then uh, I built a new car for the new season. Um, and then I stopped playing there because I wanted to play other stuff. But I like a, a season is 21 races. So I did like 21 races. And it's really cool to see that your car from when, when it starts and it isn't really one of the faster cars. And then towards the end, it's really getting better and better and it's becoming easier and easier to win races. Um, I also introduced some new regulations because in the game, there's this mechanic in which you can vote every once in a while for new regulations. So you can either improve or change regulations. So I introduced one that in, adds spec engines, meaning everybody has the same engine. So there's no faster car. So everybody gets the same engine. Um, 
you, you just have to work on other parts of the car to make it stick out more. So that's that's for season two. So mm-hmm. um, I think I'll go back in a while again and try to do another season. Um, I didn't get an offer to go to another team I wanted to because I wanted to go to Ferrari, but um, I think they're happy with their team principal. I only I could only go to McLaren. I'm like, yeah, I'm good at Red Bull. So that and then uh, I played some more stuff. Well, there's one game, but just thinking if there's anything else before I talk about that game. Nope. And the other game I've been thinking a lot of time is, is of course, Ghost of Tsushima. Which there you is, go. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, is there there's something else I played before that game? But I don't, I don't know. Uh, anyways, Ghost of Tsushima, I love it. It's just, it's a, uh, if you like Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you will love Ghost of Tsushima. Hmm, okay. It's it's a really accessible open world game. Yeah. So the the world the map is huge and expansive. Um, you can you get a horse from the start, so you can travel by horse. So it's really nice. Um, there's so much content in there that you get distracted super easily. But it's not that it wears you out or that it gets boring. So um, I'm only in Act Two, and it took a while to get there because I was just trying to complete everything on the map. So. The map has a fog of war, just like in a strategy game. So the more you tra- cross around the map, the more it opens up. And then you see all these question marks. And these question marks could be uh, a fox den, so that you need to follow a little fox that leads you to a shrine. And you need to pray at a shrine. And then you get a certain charm, which is like a, a mini perk for your, you can equip in your sword that gives a, a stat boost, such as uh, decreased damage or increased damage or whatever. Um, there are um, random encounters that you find. So when you're riding on your horse, you could just see Mongols running around, taking somebody hostage or robbing a chariot, and then you can just free those people. Um, there are mini games such as uh, these steam baths that you need to discover, and then you go in there, and then your character can reflect on life, and then you get more health out of it. Or you can do a bamboo challenge in which there are uh, up to seven sticks of bamboo and then you need to cut through them all. First you need to cut to three, then by five, and then seven. And you need to do a button combination. So you need to, for example, for the three, you need to do XX square. And then it's XX square, square, triangle. And But they mix it up. So you have to like be really quick because if you're too slow, you can't chop through it all. Or if you press the wrong button, you can't chop through it all. So it's a little bit of a muscle memory and some quick timing. Um, there's uh, there's like these uh, camps that uh, the Mongols either created or took over. So you need to liberate those. Um, there are a lot of side quests uh, or, of, or Tales of Tsushima, as it is called. So you need to, rec- kind of like in Horizon Zero Dawn, you need to recruit allies to your cause. Um, and then you need to do missions for them. And then those missions vary a lot. But they kind of feel like main missions because they're pretty long missions sometimes it's not like a a five minute mission so that's really nice and then of Mm -hmm. course you can do the main missions um you also have this mechanic called the legend of tsushima so you have like a a certain standing within the people and the more you complete your missions the the you rank up in legend status so now the biggest one is of course ghost of tsushima um i am now the shadow samurai i don't know what mine is so when you rank up in legend, every time you also get more health and more resolve. 
and your resolve is your basically your ability point. So you can do special moves, for example, or you can heal yourself if you have enough resolve. Um, there's a pretty expansive RPG system in there. So like a loads and loads of skills you can learn. Um, the, the combat system is based around uh, stances. So you have four stances, the stone, the water, the wind, and the moon stance. And all those stances are aimed at a certain type of enemy. Uh, and there are a yeah. lot, there's a lot of variation in the enemy. So you have archers, you have swordsmen, you have uh, shieldmen, spearmen, brutes. And then you need to take on different stances to be able to do the most damage and to also stagger them. So break through their defense um, so you can take them on. You can also parry an attack or perfect parry an attack, basically a counter like you've seen in the, in the older Assassin's Creed games. Um, so co combat is really satisfying. Because they really captured that that fluid motion of a of a samurai warrior fighting. So if you watch the movie like uh, the last samurai and they're fighting, you can see them doing those those amazing quick moves, and your character does the same. So it just feels so satisfying to just fight with your katana, slice up enemies. Um, this sounds weird, but there's no gore in the game, or at least not to an, a lot extent. So, like, you can do a special move and that cuts off a person's arm. But it's strange that I have to say it, but in a game like this, I would expect gore. But maybe that's, if they added that, they would maybe have to increase the the, the rating of the game to M for Mature or stuff like that. Mm. Um, but this game screams gore, because when you chop up somebody, you just Wait, want... so this game is rated Peggy 12? I honestly don't know. But, like, if you chop an arm... If you, kill an enemy you don't chop off his head or his leg or whatever and with the way it's made you're like oh but i'm missing this i really want to see him chop off an arm or a head because it's you know it fits the style in the setting <laughs> yeah. oh no it's it's rated peggy 18 so oh, i'm yeah. pretty sure in the u.s it's m for mature well i don't know why they didn't add the the gore but anyways that's that's like the really missing um I, I heard a lot of people, because I played a game in English, not in Japanese. I heard a lot of people saying that the Japanese lip sync is off, so I'm not the first one to yeah, say because it. Yeah, it's, because it's synced to the English, not to the Japanese. Yeah, which is a bummer, because, you know, I think it would have been nice if, if it was... I would have wanted to play it in Japanese, but I would probably get annoyed by the lip sync too, too much. Um, yeah, I mean, I read somewhere that the game is around 40 to 50 hours. Um, I don't know how much I'm in, but I've, I've put in quite some time, still enjoying it. I'm playing it a little bit less now because the first few days I put in a lot of time. So now I'm just taking it slowly. Um, and yeah, my strategy is the same. I just go into an area, I complete all the question marks. That way you also get ability points to level up your character and unlock new abilities. Um, you also have like ghost abilities because it's fun to see that your character is a samurai. But um, your character struggles with being a samurai because the samurai is all about honor and respect. And basically, this, this ghost part of the game is you becoming a ninja. And it's everything that is against what a samurai does. So samurais don't sneak up on people and stab them or use smoke bombs or, or uh, throwing knives or... I don't know, whatever. That's all dishonorable because you want to look your enemy in the eye before you chop him down instead of stab him in the back. So this is woven in through the story. So that's you can see your character sometimes struggle with it. Um, 
and you can also pick your play style if you just want to walk into a camp and just kill the enemies go in kind of like rambo and kill them all it's possible if you want to take the the stealthy approach it's also possible you can just sneak around um some of the abilities are uh, tailored to it so you can eventually unlock an ability that you can chain assassinations up to three people or you can distract enemies with firecrackers um there's an uh, an ability called standoff. So when you walk into an area, you just press up on the D-pad and then you can do an initiate a standoff. So your character says, oh, face me. And then Mongol warriors or bandits walk up to you and then you have to keep triangle pressed. So then you grab your katana and you have to time it exactly at the moment where your enemy hits you or just before he hits you. And then you can just finish him off in one clean slice in slow motion. And you can also... Uh, chain those up up to five eventually so you can sometimes just kill a whole group uh, in one standoff but it's just so gracefully done with slow motion and the music by the way the music of this game also really nice really it adds something to the game Um, have you also been going crazy with the photo mode uh, i never use i'm not a photo mode kind of person i Never use photo mode. My timeline on Twitter is so full of Ghost of Tsushima screenshots. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, they're awesome. Like, no doubt about it. I'd rather have that than the regular vitriol. But, wow, people really love the photo mode in this game. Yep. But it's also that it's a pretty expensive photo mode. They're like, it's packed with a lot of features. Ah, okay. Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a new game plus because there's no new game plus in it right now. But I read that the developers now collecting all the feedback and looking at the stuff to add to the game. So I, I think New Game Plus will be something they want to add to the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I can only say, like, if you like Spider-Man, because it's the same kind of open world game as that. It's it's not too difficult. It's not too easy. You know, it's accessible to everyone. And the beautiful the game is beautiful. The world is really nice. There's a lot of variety in environments um they're really really you can see that they really took a lot of inspiration from a, an accurate japanese setting um there's this for part called the golden forest which is like one of you one, one of those forests you see in the movies with all these yellowy golden leaves on the ground and also slowly dropping from the trees and then you're just walking through there with your horse going up to a temple it's so so serene so relaxing yeah, I, I like. I would definitely advise people to buy this game. Cool, awesome. And that's basically it. I haven't been playing anything else besides. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm yeah. waiting for uh, Total War Troy, which is coming out in Ooh. two weeks. Yes. Yep. That's gonna be exciting. Yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah, neither can I. I put it in the agenda so we don't forget and get a free <laughs> copy on. I on took the, the day off on the on the Epic Game Store. <laughs> yeah, I, I took a day off because I was like, I don't want to leave it to chance, kind of like with GTA on the Epic Game Store. Yeah, so I just want to be able to snag up my copy as fast as I can. I was gonna buy it anyways, but you know, if you can get it for free, why not? Exactly. So that's basically it. You haven't been playing anything. Well. Besides yeah, talking Last about of this, Us. besides Last of Us Part 2, which I'm not going to talk about because we're not going to have a huge spoiler cast for that. Yep. But suffice to say, the moment I finished that game... You were overwhelmed with emotion. I did not know where to begin. I know. Like I did not know how to feel about it. And I, that's something that we're going to explore in the spoiler cast. 
um, because I still need some time to process all the game and all the story had to offer. But there were some moments in that game that I was just like, that's those are weird decisions to make. I know. But we'll get to that when we get to that. What I have been playing in between, um, like I said in the news segment, since uh, Shimagami Tensei 5 is coming out next year, and I own Shimagami Tensei 4 on the 3DS, so I picked that up again. Um, started with my file that I started, which I hadn't even been into the game for like an hour, apparently. So there's a lot of game to explore there. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I started playing that uh, in between sessions. Um, I'm enjoying it so far, but man, that game is tough. That is that is some next. That's that's some old school JRPG difficulty right there. Yeah, the the kind of the kind of JRPG that puts hair on your chest. Um, so I've been going through that slowly but surely. Every now and then I'll play maybe a half hour or so. Um, I haven't really touched my Switch in a while. That's strange. I I I did do the I I um. I did get a code for uh well. The game that we talked about earlier in the in the in the episode, dang it, what's it called again? Um, Rogue Rogue Company. I got a code for uh, for beta access, so I was able to play that a bit. Um, it it's an interesting battle royale esque kind of game. It feels a bit more the 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 gameplay loop is very quick in that. Um, where you, there was only one mode available. I played only one mode. There were other modes available. Um, I played, um, I think it was called, it was kind of like capture the flag where you have to secure a bomb and you have to secure it for a set amount of time. And then your team gets a point, match resets, bomb gets placed in another location. Then you start over and the team to get to five points wins. So it's very quick. It's very quick in the gameplay in that department. You can change your loadouts. Um, whenever you die, you get... The, or whenever a new round starts, you build up cash, and you can use that cash to buy upgrades to your equipment, which is really cool. Um, so that means you can expand your, uh, your loadout during the game and get better equipment, and that allows you to, you know, have a variety of weapons that you can use. Did you so, get it for Switch, the code, or for the PlayStation? Yeah, I got it for Switch. Mm. Yeah. But, again, the game is already out, so the beta stopped working. Oh, is the um, game already out? Yeah, like I said. Oh, I didn't say that. Dang it, sorry. The game was the game was shadow-dropped when they did the Direct Mini. Is it is a free-to-play game, or...? It's a free-to-play game, but the free-to-play version is not out yet. Oh, okay. It's basically the same thing they did for... Uh, what was it called again? Smite? When Smite came out on Switch, you, um, they did early access yeah. for Founders. So you could buy the Founders pack, which is, I think, 15 bucks or something. Um, and that gets you a bunch of neat bonuses. 
But if you don't want to get that, you can also wait for the free-to-play version to come out, and then you can play for free. Um, but you can always buy like the the starter pack that has a bunch of stuff, the extra stuff that you can use. It looks so like that was cool. Game. I'm looking at gameplay now. Yeah, it 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 looks fun. It, it the play um like the gameplay is not bad. Like I said, the loops are very quick, which I like. Um, because sometimes you won't, sometimes when you play something like that, it takes too long to like get back into it. But since it was point based, you can get into it very quickly. Unlike, uh, for example, Splatoon, you know, Splatoon is a session you do three minutes and then you have to rematch. Sometimes the rematch in Splatoon two can take anywhere from a minute to five minutes. So the loop is there. The loop is not as strong as there, but here you can play multiple sessions in one go, which is really nice um, because you're playing for points. Um, so yeah, I played that a little bit, and I think that yeah, that's literally it. I uh, I played a little bit of. I'm I I want to get back into Monster Hunter. Uh, Monster Hunter World. But I tried playing it again, and I had to relearn the controls <laughs> because I've been playing The Last of Us Part Two. Is like, ah, uh, okay, wait. There's like suddenly a whole bunch of buttons I have to use now instead of four. <laughs> That's the same issue I have with some games that I just don't want to get into them because I just don't know either where the story ended or where I left the story off, or I just don't know how the controls work. That's the same problem I had with Horizon Zero Dawn, which is I one was of the reasons. <laughs> that's literally one of the reasons why I had so much trouble finishing the game because I'd play Breath of the Wild and then when I went back to that, the controls are completely loopy. So it's like, oh, I need to relearn the controls again. That kind of turns you off to like I getting had the it. Same thing when I went back for the Frozen Wilds. Yeah, so uh, uh. I'm good. Um, that's basically all I've played. By the um, way, so... talking about controls. Mm-hmm. I do not understand what the, is, is in Ghost of Tsushima. The controls sometimes just don't make sense, and you can't remap them. So, for example, crouch is R3, whereas I'm used to crouch being on the circle button. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, you, no, wait, R3. Okay, that, I guess that's a right end. No, but, like, I'm used to, like, what, what's it in Last of Us? In Last of Us, it's prone is... Circle? Circle. So why is this not circle, and why can't I remember? Because some it? games do R three. Yeah, because I think because I think in Division two it's R three. No, I know some shooters have it as R three. And in Division, it's also uh, in Division you can't crouch, so you just go into cover, and then it just does that. Wasn't I think I think Horizon Zero Dawn was R three. No, Horizon Zero Dawn is also a square. Because when you d- double tap square, uh, sorry, circle. Because if you double tap circle, she does a dodge roll with. That goes oh right, yeah. So like, it doesn't make sense, and it's the same with Uncharted. Like the first, I I know the first Uncharted, and I think the second as well. Reload was R one. Why? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of weird. 
No, there are there are other games that do reload on R1. They'll either choose R1 or triangle for reload, depending on the game. Or square. Square makes no sense. Why does square make no sense? Because your finger is closer to the top. No, because when you're 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 using your thumbs on the analog sticks, and you're using your uh, index and your middle finger for the triggers, mm-hmm. and uh, so if you if you want to reload, you just take your right thumb off the right analog stick, you press square, and you just move back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, like in Call of Duty, it's square. I love that. Well, the thing I like from I'm just going to say this one real quick for The Last of Us Part 2. And The Last of Us did that too. Is that if you're not aiming and you press then you press the, the R2, it reloads. Yeah. So it's basically the same as firing. But if you're not aiming, you're not firing, you're reloading. I love that. It makes sense. I like it. Yeah, it makes hella sense. I have the feeling I played something recently that had the timed reloading. What was that? There's a word of that. Yeah, something was mimicking that. I think it was Rogue Company. I don't know. I think Rogue Company has that timed reloading, and it's really good. Like, really good. Because basically, it's not a set time. If you have to reload, it'll show it, and it'll always jump. So it's always, you always have to pay attention to reload on time so that it goes quick. I think, I think it was Rogue, Rogue Company. Did I play anything else? It has to be. No, sorry, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I played Watch Dogs 2 on GeForce Now. Oh, how was that? Like a charm. <laughs> the only thing is that I think more people are using GeForce Now so when I was playing on Wi-Fi, I was getting a lot of dips, so I had okay. to wire my, my MacBook Pro. But after that, it was smooth. That's the one that has the timed re- reload. Yeah? Yeah. I can't remember that. It's, I only played Watch Dogs 2 when it came out. I finished it, but I played it when it initially came out. Yeah, it has, it has timed reloads. That's oh. where I got that from. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wow. But did you play the first Watch Dogs? No. Okay. Yeah, you, you can't compare it. I personally, I there, I didn't like the combat of Watch Dogs too because it felt like an afterthought. It didn't really feel like combat, and that's why I'm looking forward to Legion because it looks like combat is a big focus of it, mm. or a more complete focus. Here it felt like, oh, we need to add combat, so we'll just make it work like basically, and as long as people can get through it, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I only played through it a little bit, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll go back to it uh, sometime uh, this week. So, yeah, um, that's it. Do you wanna, you wanna, you wanna do the thing? I'll uh, try my best. So, as always, thank you very, very much for listening. We appreciate it. You can follow us on, or don't forget to follow us on uh, your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocketcast, something else cast. If you can name it, we're there. Um, you can always leave us a voice message on Anchor. Uh, you don't have to make an Anchor account. You can just click on the link in the description and either ask us a question or feedback or whatever. Uh, we might even feature you as a game rival. 
Um, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter at game underscore rivals underscore. We have Instagram, which is game rivals. We have a YouTube channel, which is also game rivals, but you'd want to click on the link in the description because apparently there are a lot of game rivals on YouTube. Not that it's a super unique name, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow Maximilian at Maximilian. Um, you can send us an email, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. Um, Maximilian has actually been doing something cool. He's been streaming his uh, Last of Us 2 playthrough. I actually uh, watched a part where he was playing and he was uh, caught off guard by something that happened in the game. So I heard him scream and shout. It was really funny. I was also at the same time texting him like, oh, you need to do this or you need to do that. Oh, you try this, try that. So it was kind of funny. Um, so try to look out for that. We will also be doing more with streaming ourselves. So we'll be streaming um, something actually after this recording. So you will define that in uh, on our YouTube channel soon. And that's basically it, I think. We have a Discord. The description is in the link. And the link is in the description. What did I say? You said description is in the link. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day. Yeah. And if you want to watch uh my uh let's play well what I call random time playing, um, you can find it on my Twitch channel, which is maximilian underscore x exactly as it is on the podcast awesome um, it's there i will post a supercut of each of those in our youtube channel so look forward to that as well nice uh i think that's it um as always i have been sean templer and i have been maximilian x and we'll catch you on the next one laters <laughs>